Today, we are talking the Washington State Cougars. Great defense, incredible leverage, crazy cool offense to watch. Lots of trick stuff coming up right Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, Cal Hall of Fame quarterback, radio color analyst. Today, we're talking about Washington State, the Cougs. This team looks really, really, really good on film. Took Oregon down to the wire. They should have had that game. Let Oregon get back into it with 22 fourth quarter points. Uh, that was really an upset if you watched that game. Oregon found a way back in. But Washington State had them absolutely stymied for three quarters defensively. Offensively, they had Oregon guessing all over the field with some of the stuff that they did. I'm going to give you my breakdown today. I'm going to talk to Coach Wilcox. He's going to give you a preview. We also have defensive coordinator Peter Sermon on. He's going to talk about that and what it's like to coach his son as well. And so we're going to talk Washington State all day long. First, my take. This is a really, really fun football team to watch on film. Start on offense at that quarterback position. Cam Ward is their new quarterback. Number one, came out of Incarnate Word. He is a guy who, he was like really the first big NIL discussion that was out there in the Pac-12 in terms of quarterbacks. And there have been reports about all kinds of stuff, what he's got going on. He's getting a Ford Raptor and tickets for his parents to come to every games and all kinds of stuff like that. But this kid adds something to the offense. He is super dynamic. Comes in at 6'2", 220. He's already over 1,100 yards passing on the year. It's about 70, a little over 70% passer, threw for 77% last week versus Oregon. But he can get the ball out from any position. Uh, he has great arm strength. He reads extremely well. He sees the field. He understands what he's looking at, and he gets the ball out of his hand. He can also make you miss in a phone booth. Think about this. Jaden Delora, who we faced last week, is a very good quarterback, mobile quarterback. If they didn't think that Cam Ward was the guy, there's no way they would have let Delora get out uh, during the NIL stuff. There's no way they would have you know, allowed him to transfer. They would have done what it took to keep him. But because Cam Ward was that dude and they got him in for that system, then he is the guy, a really good quarterback for what they want to do there. They're running a version of the air raid system. What does that mean? Well, it's been taken from what Hal Mummy and Mike Leach did initially, and kind of so many coaches have had their hands on it and put touches on it, but they've added counter, which is a gap scheme run to it. They've added fly sweep uh, with pin and pull gap style run uh, concepts to it as well. They've, they're doing a lot of front side zone. They've added a ton of RPOs to it, which is the run pass option. And so this offense has an answer for you if you don't get the box numbers right, if you leave five in the box, they're going to run the ball at you. If you put six in the box against a five-man box, then they're going to throw the ball at you. And so wherever you overcommit or wherever you are trying to ensure, they're going to try to take advantage of that with what they do on offense. So fun to watch as a quarterback. I love watching this stuff. They have some pretty talented players on the outside as well. So Donovan Ollie, one of their wide receivers on the outside, he plays their Z position, has 24 receptions already this year, 260-plus yards, uh, two touchdowns, good wide receiver for them. 
he is a guy that comes in 6'3", 212. He can run. He knows how to use space. Uh, they use him in the vertical game and the screen game as well, so a guy to, be, to watch out for. Renard Bell, another guy, he was there as part of that Nick Rolovich offense, the run and shoot. Uh, small little guy, kind of jitterbug, 5'9", 173, but also understands how to use space. Remember, part of the, I say remember, uh, if you don't know, the air raid system uses options within their routes. Guys read open space and run to open space. And so it's hard as a defense to get a bead on where they're going to be, when they're going to be there, because they're going to find a way to get to green grass, called green grass reads. And so Renard Bell is really, really good at that having worked in that run-and-shoot system, very similar principles. He, he's really good at finding that open space, getting open, finding just the narrowest little gaps. Uh, and he's really good with the ball in his hand. So he's a guy that you have to watch out for too. Robert Farrell, number 12. He is one of Cam Ward's teammates from Incarnate Word. And he is a little guy again, 5'8", 173. But he's the guy they find in traffic. They're going to throw that tunnel screen. They're going to find him. If they're going to do some fly sweep stuff or some mesh stuff, they're going to use him. And so he's a guy that you have to keep your eye on. He's got a dozen catches this year, or 11 catches, 114 yards. But last game versus Oregon, he was really good, had eight receptions. So he's a guy that shows up, former teammate of Cam Ward. Obviously, there's some familiarity and comfort there with him as well. Their running back, Nakia Watson, comes in six, six foot, 223. He's okay. They use him as a counterpunch to their screen and vertical passing game. I think he's a guy, he's not special by any means, uh, but he's good enough to work within this offense. Has 250-some yards on the season this year. So, good football player. Uh, he is not the best running back that we have faced so far. But that vertical passing game, their quarterback, Cam Ward, really special. One more receiver, uh, Deshaun Stribling, 6'3", 204 has 19 receptions on the year, 220 yards. So another good football player on the outside. You notice we're calling out a lot of receivers because they get the ball on the perimeter. They try to spread you right now. We'll talk to Coach Wilcox about that in a little bit. And then we'll talk to Coach Sermon as well about what they do and how you attack it or defend it in this case. So offensively, dynamic, fun to watch. As a quarterback, I love watching their game film. Really good stuff in there as well, but it all starts with that quarterback. He can make you miss in a phone booth. He gets the ball out in a hurry. He spreads you sideline to sideline, makes you cover every gap. And he is all about counting the box numbers, getting the box numbers right so that you get yourself into the right concept. Right now, let's talk to Coach Sermon, talk about how our defense is going to attempt to defend this Washington State Cougars offense. Joining me now, defensive coordinator Peter Sermon. And Peter, first off, welcome. I think this is the first time you've been on the podcast with me here for Bear Insider. Um, but secondly, tell me about your defense this year. How do you like the guys that you have? Where do you stand, you know, now that we're going into Pac-12 play for the second game? The, uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs a little bit, quite honestly. I thought uh, overall uh, the first three games were pretty good in terms of uh, points allowed. Um, we've seen a significant improvement uh, in third down defense, which was a big part of what we wanted to improve in the offseason. So that's been uh, – um, you know, that's been great to see us take strides in that regard. Some uh, explosive plays last week against the Arizona game. We had some poor eye controls and really uh, some uncharacteristic uh, mistakes that uh, these this group of uh, players typically don't make. So we need to get them back on track and, and make sure that 
Uh, we're continuing to focus on on the things that are non-negotiable effort, eye control, execution. Yeah, and since you and Coach Wilcox have been at Cal, I just the, I, you know the discipline of a defense has always been really good. You play assignment-oriented defense, which is what you have to play. Uh, and I thought I agree with you last week. The assignment, eye control, kind of eye discipline was a little bit off, which is going to come up this week as well with Washington State. We'll talk about that in a second. Since you haven't been on the podcast yet, and I, uh, you know, I, I am late to the party. What is it like coaching your son? Like that is, we talked about this the other day in the office. It's pretty awesome getting to coach your son at the college level. We've really enjoyed it. Uh, I know I can speak for myself and, uh, you know, my wife having Jack uh, around, um, he gets the opportunity to come uh, out to the house after games. And, uh, you know, just those things that uh, if you're not in the same location, you just don't have the opportunities to do. Uh, he's been a great member of the team. I think he's really acclimated well. He knew a lot of these players uh, prior to even even coming here because he's he's uh, visited and he's been around this team quite a bit. So uh, he was very uh, optimistic that he was going to fit in well here. And uh, then, you know, he's uh, an experienced player, been up there for four seasons. So he understands what is necessary uh, to be successful at this level. And, and uh, I think he's brought a level of maturity and some experience into the room that we didn't have. No doubt about it, and a bunch of production as well. So, you know, one of the top guys at that position. The linebacking core is your position, right? That's your group. Talk about our linebackers, uh, kind of the guys that you like, what they're doing right now. Yeah, we just we just visited about or talked about Jack. Uh, you know, Ryan Puskas um, got his first, I believe, his first career start last week. Uh, he's been a player that's been developed in the system, and, and it's great to have him have the opportunity to go out and show what, what he has done. Uh, Nate Ruchina has uh, continued. Uh, he played uh, 35 snaps last week at the Mike linebacker position. So it was great for him to uh, broaden his role in conjunction with the special teams. Uh, Muelo Iosefa is a player that uh, will be back with us, uh, you know, on special teams and, and finding more of a role on defense as well. So uh, those are some of the guys that have been playing linebacker. Uh, Femi um, Oladego actually just moved and now he's kind of splitting time at linebacker really outside and inside and and uh, I think we'll continue uh, developing uh, that role for him as well yeah I do like that like Femi with that body and kind of what he does is just a young kid <laughs> it's gonna be amazing watching him kind of grow up through the position uh talk to me about last week's game uh what they did a couple things uh we talked about losing eye discipline on that fake bubble screen you're going to see some of that this week coming up against Washington State what have you been doing to coach that hard? Yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, thankfully we are getting some of the same concepts um, from Washington State. And those Hollywood concepts, you know, they, they, the perimeter players have to do a great job to be able to set edges uh, and then be able to hinge and high-low, uh, you know, once it, once it transitions from bubble game to what we call Hollywood, which is a fake bubble. Um, you know, we have to do a great job of being able to play high to low, recognize uh, the different mannerisms and just play with great eye discipline. People have to understand if they're the outside part of the fit, the inside part of the fit, if they're in man, how that uh, can potentially play a little bit differently that doesn't zone concept. So that's been something that, that uh, you know, we've repped a lot because that's a, a big part of college football, getting the ball on the perimeter. Uh, it's such an easy throw for quarterbacks to get the bubble part. And then it's a very easily complimentary play to transition to that, uh, the Hollywood part of the bubble screen. We'll continue to work it, um, continue to emphasize it. Uh, continue to throw some different pictures at it um, to help leverage the ball and help play, uh, help guys be able to play over the top as well. And this week, Washington State is kind of 
classic college offense for now, if there is such a thing, right? They're going to read box numbers, RPO you. They're going to throw the screens to the outside and then take some vertical shots at you. Tell me what you see in Washington State and their their quarterback that they just got in, right? He was the first big NIL guy out there in the Pac-12. Talk to me about what you see in Cam Ward and Washington State's offense. Well, the first of all, once you really deep dive into their offense, uh, they really present uh, a significant amount of issues. Um, and then to boot, you put on um, a very, um, hate to say it, but he's a fun player to watch. <laughs> he really uh, is. I, you know, I agree he, with that 100%. Like, he is dynamic. You know, as, a, as somebody trying to stop him, you have to – you have to make sure that when you're watching the film, you're thinking, okay, how can we stop this player? But uh, the things that he can do with the ball, the ability for him to spit the ball out of his hand, um, he can throw a sidearm. He can, he can pitch it forward like he did uh, late in the Oregon game. Uh, he is a, a tremendous talent, in my opinion. Um, big picture, offensively, they, can, uh, they have the capacity of going as fast as they want, which they put on display against Oregon. Uh, they have the capacity to put the ball in the perimeter, which really forces, uh, it really stretches our defense, you know, horizontally. And then to have the capacity to look over to the off uh, to the offensive sidelines and confirm uh, box counts. You know, it's, uh, you know, defense for us is angles and leverage and, and you know, the numbers we can provide uh, in the box or outside of the box. And for them to be able to essentially play Madden and kind of get into the perfect uh, concept they're not not the perfect concept but a very advantageous concept because of the tempo in which they play is, is a huge challenge yeah and and last week they even took it a step further they took that check back with the sideline and used it as a sneak play right because they're checking back Oregon checks back for their defensive check and all of a sudden they run the fade down the sideline so they call a lot of fun stuff how do you deal with that as a coordinator as a D guy yeah that that fake freeze uh, we typically see that about once a year and, uh, you know, that's a that's a unique play. Uh, not a lot of uh, offenses have success with it, but uh, they did a great job of of uh, getting Oregon off balance a little bit, got their eye control to the sidelines. I think Oregon was trying to uh, change the coverage behind it. Um, so that's just something that that we're very aware of and, and uh, we'll be able to play through it. So. Just kind of go with it. They, say, they call they call a bunch of fun stuff. They start off the game with the flea flicker, right? Throw throwback. They come back with the flea flicker throwback later, like a double, you know, reverse flea flicker pass. They do a lot of fun stuff. How much do you have to coach? I know, like whenever we played a team that ran the forty six, we had to coach against it for fifteen plays every day or that kind of thing. How much do you coach into their trick plays? How much do you focus on fundamentals of basics? Well, we're always focusing on the fundamental and basics. I, th I think uh, very similar to turnovers or takeaways. It's the awareness of, you know, uh, after explosive plays, you know, when that ball gets in the, you know, sometimes after a, a takeaway, uh, sometimes you'll see them on some traditional waist downs. You, in my experience, you don't play for trick plays. However, when things go away from me as, a, as an edge player, when things go away from me as a clouded corner, when things go away from me as a flat defender, uh, you know, you have to have a heightened uh, sense of awareness of, am I getting color back across my face? Is somebody trying to out leverage me, you know, for us to have a throwback or is this a flea flicker? You know, what's the tempo of the, of the X receiver stalking me if I'm in man, you know? So I think the awareness of it is as important as the, the trick play um, because I would probably ask you, you know, as an offensive coordinator, 
how often do you go back to the same trick play? Right. You're going to run your trick plays once you take one shot at that play for that game. Absolutely. So, you know, that's where the, the, the predicament that you find on defense is you can play, you know, the, or you can practice the trick play from the week before, but I bet you a, a quarter, that's not the same trick play that's going to be dialed up if you get one. Exactly. And, and, but the other thing too, he will go back to his standard plays. He ran mesh back to back twice. He ran a couple of plays back to back. Like he's not scared to just flip the formation and run it the other way. Do they give you any tendency in that? Or do you think that's just kind of a game feel flow for him? I think it's a game feel flow uh, because, you know, it's, you know, you look at it from an offensive point of view, Mike, and you see the same play. Uh, I see a variance in formation and with a variance of formation comes a different set of eyes deciphering that same play. So yeah, coach wise, Hey, they're running the same play. However, if I put us in middle open versus middle close and I change my alignment, my eye control, that play is going to come off that for the player is going to come off differently. Yeah. So same plays uh, as easy as are for the offense. If I give them the same picture, then my player has the same picture, but if we change it or it goes into an FIB formation, it's a completely different uh, composition of a play in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with those, you know, the air raid base of this offense. I know, you know, it's everything gets over kind of simplified, but, for communication from the air raid base of this, everything kind of changes based on coverage anyway. So guys are running different ways. I laugh with Mike Leach. He's like, well, we run four verticals and they name it like 14 different plays. And it's really one thing. I'm like, yeah, but it kind of turns out to be 14 different things. Like when you guys are breaking it off and running options and doing all that. So uh, always fun to watch. What are the keys for you guys this week? What's the absolute key for this game? Number one thing is get lined up and, and uh, communicate. You know, it's the it's uh, elimination of self-inflicted wounds. And I think uh, that's unfortunately what we we showed a little bit last week. We did some things, uh, you know, I don't think we um, were beat on some of the explosive plays. I think we had, a, unfortunately, a, a huge hand in, in assisting those explosive plays. Yeah, absolutely. And always key defense. And you hear it here, right? Quarterback talking to linebacker like defense so assignment oriented offense so kind of stretch oriented getting the, the the philosophy in place so important peter i appreciate you coming on with me today uh looking forward to a great trip i always love traveling up there like i get guys that talk about hating to go to the palouse i think it's a great trip well palouse is close to home for me uh growing up in walla walla I'm about uh, about two hours south of uh pullman my mother was a coog so um, there's a, there's a little bit of family ties up there and, uh, we're excited to go back up there. Um, Washington state is a very talented team. Uh, we're excited about, um, really getting, getting over last week's performance and getting back to a standard that, that, uh, we feel good about and we can be proud of. Yeah. Home of the sweet onion, right? My buddy played at Walla Walla JC there. So yeah, Walla Walla sweets. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for coming on, Peter. Uh, have a great game this weekend. Thanks Mike. Bye. So obviously Peter's got his hands full this week. Good offense that he's facing. We'll talk to Coach Wilcox in just a second. Let's talk a, bit, a little bit about this Washington State defense because maybe as impressive as that Washington State offense was for the first three and a half quarters, this Washington State defense was even better. Oregon has some speed. They got guys with speed on the perimeter. And Washington State was out-leveraging them at every single point. They were at the point of attack. They were getting outside of screens. They were outside of wide runs. 
They were getting, you know, carrying guys through vertical seams. They were doing everything that you needed to do as a defense. They were getting after the quarterback as well. And so Bo Nix was feeling some pressure early in the game as well. One thing that Washington State does extremely well is they bring their edge rushers. These guys are very, very good. You may remember the name Ron Stone Jr. He's six foot three, two hundred and forty-five pounds, and he was an absolute menace to Cal's quarterback, Chase Garbers, last year when they played Washington State at Memorial Stadium. He is an absolute stud. This guy is a guy to keep your eye on. He's, he's number 10. Uh, they've been limiting his snaps a little bit. His, they're calling it a pitch count, keeping his pitch count down because he had an undisclosed offseason injury. One of the things I think Mike Leach started this at Washington State is they don't disclose injuries. So they just make it a rule, never disclose injuries. He had something going on in the offseason, so they're trying to limit his snaps. But even in limited action this year, he has one and a half tackles for loss, a sack, two pass breakups, and five quarterback hurries. So limited snaps, still getting it done at that edge. Uh, They call it the edge position, actually. So the edge rusher. The other side, you're going to see Brennan Jackson, number 80. 6'4", 263, more of a traditional college defensive end type. Uh, He is a big-time rush guy. Last week... He had a quarterback hurry, but for the season, he has six and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, and two quarterback hurries. He was an honorable mention all-pack 12 selection last year. Very good football player. He is, uh, again, on the edge. These guys like to get after you from the edges, force your quarterback up into the pocket, uh, and put pressure on you, make you feel it that way. So Cal's offensive line going to have to be solid. They're going to have to have another good game this week. They're going to have to help on those edges. I, I can see some chipping with the running backs or help with the tight ends happening this week because they're so good at that defensive end position. In terms of the best players on defense, Dalian Henley is a uh, Will linebacker. He's Mel, Mel Kuyper Jr., uh, the draft analyst, just projected him as the number 24 overall draft pick in next year's draft. So here's a guy who's being projected as a first-rounder. He can run, he can hit, he can play the position. He's actually a transfer from Nevada when Coach Norvell took off. A couple transfers actually ended up at Washington State. So very good football player there. He leads the team in tackles. He's got a quarterback hurry. He's got interceptions. So he kind of does a little bit of everything from that will linebacker position. The other guy who just shows up on film everywhere you look, Armani Marsh. He is playing the nickel position our equivalent would be Colin Gamble Uh, and so he's playing that nickel kind of linebacker strong safety rover type of position there and a lot of teams in run situations will sub a guy in you know a big guy linebacker in at that position and sub a guy out uh, in passing situations and play that pure nickel they just leave Armani Marsh on the field and he plays it just runs it and so he's not huge 5'10 190 Uh, he's a redshirt senior He's just a very good football player. He's on the watch list for the Lombardi, Lombardi Award and the Bednarik Award. Um, he's also a preseason All-Pac-12 player. So you know he's really good. For the season, he has 21 tackles, two tackles for loss, uh, one sack and a pass breakup. And so he's doing it all in that hybrid nickel linebacker spot. Very, very good football player for them as well. Jordan Lee on the other side, number 13, playing strong safety. They will use these guys together. They will spin them down to play cover three. They will play a little bit of man. If they want to go with a too high shell, they're going to spin Jordan Lee up to that strong safety position. And then Marsh will play that 
linebacker spot, Sam, you know, the Will uh, Nickel Sam spot as a DB. But again, he plays like a linebacker inside, so they don't have to get any of these guys out. We'll talk to Coach Wilcox about that in a second. So very talented defense, a couple guys that are really, really dudes, and they are aggressive. They will out-leverage you. They will be in position. They run fast. They hit. They tackle. And so a very good defense to go against this week. Right now, let's talk to Coach Wilcox about his thoughts on the Cougs and heading up the Pullman. Tell me about the Cougs. They have a fantastic quarterback in Cameron Ward, right? He turns out to be the steal of the NIL quarterback class uh, with what he's doing up there. I, I just heard he was a wing T quarterback out of high school. So talk about a waste of talent there, right? Great guy. They've got those same athletes that they had under Leach and under Rolovich with some bigger guys added to that receiver core. I think they do some really nice things on offense uh, in that air raid scheme with a little run behind it. Yeah, they run it. It's, you know, it's different than Coach Leach. I mean, this is a, they run the ball. Uh, if you give them light boxes, they're, they'll run it on you. They have zone game. They got uh, uh, counter, uh, a ton of RPO. You know, the receivers, they got size on the outside. Then they have those quick guys that can get open. I think they got five guys with 10 or more catches. Um, schematically, they can give you a lot of, they go fast. They'll tempo you, then they'll freeze you. Uh, Again, just the variety and versatility of the offense is noticeable. The space they use on offense is noticeable. And the QB is just a really unique talent. You know, he has some things that not many people have. So uh, it'll be a great challenge for us defensively um, to play against that style of offense and a QB like that, uh, you know, as well as their running back and receivers. And then defensively, they're very good. The edge players are really, really good. Um, linebacking group their front seven the secondary it's a really good defense that they got up there and so probably similar I mean four down stuff three deep cover one uh then they got kind of myriad of blitzes and stuff they'll get aggressive on you but yeah it's a really good team yeah that uh, the defense in particular I was gonna say as good as that offense is a defense looks to be even better uh Ron Stone Jr. is back right at that edge guy on the outside he creates pressure they have the linebackers chasing guys all over the field. They have that hybrid nickel backer, uh, number eight. I forget his name right now, but he's like, he shows up on film everywhere when you look at him. So they're really, really good from the front to the back end of that defense. Uh, what does the offense have to do against these guys to have success up on the Palouse? I think it's, you know, again, staying in rhythm. Uh, we talk about that all the time. What does that mean? It means we're going forward and uh, getting some productive efficient runs, you know, keeping the pocket clean when we pass. And if, they, if they're going to pressure us and play really aggressive, uh, that we got to make them pay. You know, you can't uh, – if people are going to be really overly aggressive with you at the line of scrimmage, then you got to be able to sting them. And so all those things, you know, comes down to ultimately execution. Everybody's got to be on the same page, and you got to keep the ball moving forward. You don't want to be in a lot of third and longs because they – Again, they're really good up front. The secondary is good. And, uh, you know, I think they've, they've done a nice job. But building on our, on our momentum from last week and taking some of the lessons we've learned and applying those on Saturday uh, will be key. Just one last thing about the trip in that I remember from the time that I got to Cal, people always talk about, oh, I hate going to Washington State. Oh, it's a long trip. Like, this is one of my favorite trips of the year. I love going to Palouse. I think it's gorgeous up there. It's kind of a fun environment. It's a college town. How do you approach this with your team? 
Yeah, a great environment. The trip's not that long. I mean, it's what an hour and 40 minute flight. I think we can handle that. Uh, we'll fly in, stay in Lewiston, and then uh, drive up to Pullman. And it's a what 2.30 kick or so. Weather will probably be just great, whatever it is. And uh, we've been up there, you know, I've been there a number of times. And I think we went up there last, well, the last time got canceled, but the time before in, in 18. And it's a great environment. So uh, our guys will be excited to play. I mean, I, they appreciate all the different uh, places we get to go. And it'll be a great environment. And even more importantly, you know, we need to go play good football. And uh, defensively, offensively, special teams, because this is a good team we're playing. Yeah, one of the hottest games I ever played was actually in Pullman. Like people talk about the cold up in Washington. It was 102 when I played there my junior year. So mm-hmm. it's one of the hot games. Coach, I appreciate you coming on. Congratulations. Huge win versus Arizona. Looking forward to another great performance versus the Cougs. Thanks, Mike. Go Bears. So there you heard it. On the road, one of the things that you have to do is bring your defense. Defense, special teams, discipline, super important when you go on the road. Bears defense have their hands cut out for them today. Glad that we got to hear from Coach Sermon and Coach Wilcox about what the Bears have to do when they go on the road this week. You can listen to me and my partner, Joe Starkey, on KGO or on the Varsity Network app. You can always catch us there. I will have a wrap-up in a podcast next week of this game. I am looking forward to this Palouse trip. I love it. I think it's gorgeous up there. I think it's fantastic. Washington State was actually the very first school to send me a recruiting letter when I was in high school. So just a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for them, uh, but always wanted to beat them. So that said, I'm looking forward to the trip. I appreciate you watching. I'll catch you next time. Thank you for watching. Bear Insider, Ultimate Insider Podcast. I'm Mike Pulaski. Go Bears.